Hello, and welcome to our limited podcast series, Transformed by Truth. My name is John Sakura. I'm one of the pastors here at the Vineyard Church of Central Illinois, and I'm joined to my right here by Daniel Goulet. Hello, everybody. Great to be with you. Uh, I'm one of the pastors here as well, and also get the privilege and honor to direct the School of Kingdom Ministry. Yeah, and we have two awesome people here, uh, (laughs) Diane Lehman. Go ahead. Yeah. Glad to be here, eager to talk about one of my favorite topics, the one-year Bible. <laughs> and then John Hutchinson. Yep, I'm John Hutch. I'm the transformation pastor here, and I'm excited to be here too. Yeah, we're excited to dive in. Davis. Yes. yes. So thanks for being here and joining in. And we're really excited about 2024 because as a church, we are reading the one-year Bible, and that's a Bible plan. If you aren't familiar, it's a format which you read the entire Bible in one year, with a daily reading, 365 days, uh, you read something from the Old Testament, the New Testament, a psalm, and a proverb. And, you know, I started out, uh, because this is very popular in our church, especially yeah. <laughs> among the staff, I started out doing the one-year Bible plan. And then I've taken about five years off and uh, just kind of doing other ways of reading mm-hmm. the Bible. But uh, I'm really excited to join in. I've been really enjoying it again. So, yeah, so I thought we'd just start out. Um, I die. I know you're passionate yeah. about the one-year Bible, uh, but how has it been as you're launching in with a whole bunch of people? Uh, maybe you can just start about your passion with the one-year Bible, yeah. and obviously, John, feel free to yeah. chime yes. in with that. Yes, well, I am extremely passionate and <laughs> can say that now with some authority having read it. Every year since about 85, I think. I haven't really kept track, but it was definitely the early 80s. And so I am thrilled. This has actually been a dream of mine that we would do this as a church. And it pretty much always got shot down, which (laughs) that's okay. I'm I'm resilient. (laughs) But it didn't stop me from maintaining my habit. And... Uh, We'll share more as we go along today, but it's been life-changing, not just for me, but I just want to say this to families who struggle with, quote, family devotions. Mm -hmm. Ours were a disaster, Mm -hmm. family devotions. I mean, our kids grumbled. The one-year Bible saved us because uh, we used it, and I'll share more on that later, but it definitely, the Lord speaks through the one-year Bible. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Hutch? Have you ever done the one-year Bible? Yeah. No, actually, no, I have never done the one-year Bible before. I've always heard about it, heard great things about it. Um, but just within the last couple of weeks, you know, diving into it, kind of enjoy it, mm-hmm. I think. And, and honestly, thinking about having kids and having a family, yeah. I did think this would be a great thing to walk through with kids um, at some point. So that's really encouraging, but I'm no, yeah. first time doing it. So... That's great. Any, any, uh, anything different this time for you, Di, or any hopes and expectations just as you guys have been engaging with the word? I think we're what, is it the 18th today? Yeah, 18 days in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything different this time for you, Di? Well, I switched up translations. Oh. So that's huge. Okay. (laughs) So for the last uh, 10 years, I've been doing the one year Bible in the ESV. Okay. And and so that's just a, a neat switch. But more than anything, I'm tuning into, I, I wonder what others are thinking about this passage mm. because we're doing it as a group. Yeah. I, I wonder 
what, what is hitting them? Um, I often say, read the one-year Bible. It's a devotional Bible. It's not a study Bible. Read it with the Holy Spirit highlighter. Mm-hmm. And so we're always looking for what is he highlighting? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about that with other people. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. That reminds me of one of the things I learned from you, actually, yeah. at, over a decade ago, was whenever, can I borrow your Bible real quick? Yeah. Whenever opening up the Bible, yep. to just like simply saying, Holy Spirit, hmm. will you teach me from your yeah. word? That's, that's right. Good. And so I, that's a practice I've engaged in since you taught me that. <laughs> and it has been transformative. It so is. thank you for that. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. No, I, I think um, that's one thing, too, that I've realized as well is it— you know, because never doing the one-year Bible before, I wasn't used to having a certain passage to read every day. Mm-hmm. I would just grab my Bible and mm-hmm. open it up and just kind of feel around to where I want to go. Bible roulette. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I really needed it, flip it open. <laughs> but um, it's it's been really comforting to know that, okay, I can trust what's on January, you know, mm-hmm. 15th, that the Lord is going to speak to me with these passages. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it's just been a, a, a kind of a, a fun little a new tool for me, a new yeah. resource. And um, I've, I've really enjoyed that. I think it's really important too for people who maybe aren't used to reading the Bible consistently or maybe have never um, maybe never read the one-year Bible to trust that the Lord will speak to you on that day with what's on that page. Yeah, so. but John, you're, you hit on just a, a huge issue and that is I f- found over and over again, people are frustrated when it comes yeah, to the Bible totally. and, and daily reading. Yeah. They... They make a resolution to do it, and then they're like, uh, I, don't, I don't know where to go. Yes. Or I get started here, and then I stop. And this way, it's already set for you. Yes. And I think we can guarantee the Holy Spirit will speak oh, totally. through either yeah. the Old Testament, New Testament, Psalm, Proverb. Yes. He will speak. And plus— you'll be getting through the entire Bible. <laughs> I love the con- like the consistency as well. Like we know that tomorrow there's going to be a reading for us. That's right. And so the challenge I'm I'm sure for for myself, for us, for other people is what do I read? Well, it's mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. And it's okay if you if maybe you don't want to, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just the consistency and building yeah. that habit of spending time in the word and then over time you just build that that's repetition. Yes. Uh, totally. It's a habit. Yeah. And you I, can trust that God is going to, you know, speak to you like that's it's it yeah i don't know that's so good hutch and you know i i was thinking about years ago i did the one-year bible full all the way through and then many years after i've started the one-year bible (laughs) and made it to roughly deuteronomy um, so not uh but this year i'm actually doing it on my phone with the uversion bible app and you know so what you guys are saying like you just open up to today's readings yeah well, I always have my phone with me. Yes. And that has been such a great thing. I can just open up, pull up the Bible app, and it tells me, okay, this is today's readings. Mm-hmm. You know, Genesis 22, uh, mm-hmm. Matthew 16. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh. Yeah. Like, now, do I think there's something valuable about intentionally setting a t- aside time with yes. the Lord? A hundred percent. But let's face it. Sometimes I get off track or, right. you know. I we have three little kids and oh, yeah. you have to I squeeze mean. in the reading. <laughs> yeah. Di, you mentioned frustrations. Yes. I know you know, you've been, you know, following Jesus for a long time and I know I've dealt with my own frustrations and maybe some of you listening also <laughs> just had challenges when it comes to reading the Bible. I don't know if any others come to mind uh just over the years as a pastor, uh maybe even you have some thoughts on this John. I'm just 
you know, frustrations, but then how to overcome them or how you've pressed through mm-hmm. some of those. Like maybe it's the consistency or the the busyness. I, know, I mean, you had five kids and yeah. now you have what, <laughs> and 31 I didn't have in your family? And you version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah that's right. <laughs> you didn't just pop up and say, read your Bible, you know. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, well, the the habit, the, I can't say enough about habit. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, you Form know, once you establish the habit and... For me, it was always early morning, and again, it made it easy because I didn't have to guess, what am I going to do? I'm yeah. actually going to open my one-year Bible. And yeah, would I miss a day? Absolutely. And I think— uh, Miss you, a day, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. And you give tons of grace to yourself. There were times I just made up my mind, I'm not reading the Old Testament mm. for now. Mm. I'm just going to read the New Testament, the Psalm, and the Proverb. Yeah. yeah. And so there were ways I just tuned in more to— Okay, what? Where am I? Yeah. And not make it some legalistic. Oh, I have right, to read right. it all. That's uh, good, right? And John, I loved how you did reference the U version. What I'm experimenting with this year, I've never done before. In addition to reading it, I am intentionally listening to it. Mm, yeah. And well, I love it because I can't pronounce most of the names. So I now the genealogies are amazing. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Plus, good. I like the inflection. Like. Yeah. D- yeah. D- 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 Different things now catch my attention. So, yeah. Uh, can, you, can you explain that a little bit more? So you said you like the inflection because different things catch your attention. Yes. Anything come to mind? Okay, let me think. Um, even like what I just listened to today, well, they they use the, the voice. Like this was about Joseph and how much his mm-hmm. brothers hated him. Mm-hmm. And it hit me again what a heinous crime it was for them to throw him into a dry cistern and yeah. then, of course, they sold him off into slavery, but kill an animal and present it to the father. The voices that came through on this made it so real. I could almost feel the pain when oh. they showed Jacob, his mm-hmm. father, this is yes. the coat of your yeah. son. And he was devastated. So I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying it's like, oh. I course. think that I listened to it today Did too. You? Okay. I did as well. I also listened. <laughs> that <to> thing, <laughs> that also stood out to me. Just like that, he mourned, and right. he was like, yes. "I will go to my grave mourning, mourning. this loss." And it, it just made me think about how must those brothers feel right now of you know this horrible thing that they did. Right. But now they're gonna watch their dad yes. mourn and mourn and grieve yes. and grieve. I mean, anyway, it just makes you. Receiving it a different way, almost like story-like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I've also liked the format. And, you know, there's nothing special about reading Old Testament, New Testament. It's not like it's more holy. No. But you do start to see connections and parallels. And so I was reading, um, so Matthew, where Jesus is talking about uh, sending his disciples to uh, mm-hmm. go out and preach the good news, to heal the sick. And he says, and only go to the Israelites, for they are God's lost sheep. Hmm. And, you know, I've read that before, but having just now read the whole story in Genesis of Jacob and Israel and how much God had to do to get his people and continues to do to get his people back into a right relationship. It took on whole new meaning when Jesus says, they're God's lost sheep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this isn't just like, hey, only the Israelites. Yeah. No, this was a whole story, a whole plan. Mm. So I've been loving That's rich. seeing the, That's the connections rich. Yeah. between uh, the Old and the New Testament. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, that's good. I mean, you just, um, I just remembered thinking about, you know, typically when you grab the Bible, you're going to go to the New Testament probably mm-hmm. and just read something in the New Testament. I mean, the one-year Bible is amazing because you can do just that. You can compare yeah. Old yeah. Testament, New Testament, make the connections, and really get a kind of an overview of the whole Bible as you read through it. I think that's really important, too, for people as well. And you realize the correlation that the right. Bible tells one story. One story. One story. That's right. yeah. And you see the hints of Jesus and, you know, what he eventually becomes, what they exactly. need, you know, yeah. those kind of things. That's really cool. That's great. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to ask the question, but we're going to hold it. Okay. I want to hear your thoughts at some point <laughs> about Genesis 14 and Hebrews 7. I never made that connection. Actually, why don't we do it right now? <laughs> Genesis 14, we see the story of Abram mm-hmm. and the four kings and the five kings. Mm-hmm. And Lot is captured. Yes. And Abram gets word of it. Okay. And what happens after this in Genesis 14 is that the king of Sodom and then a unknown king, king, I always say this, maybe since you guys listen no, to it, Melchizedek. 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 Okay, Melchizedek. Melchizedek. Comes out and they, uh, king, the king of Sodom blesses Abram. And then King Melchizedek brings bread and wine. Mm-hmm. Which great. is, I mean, yeah, like, okay, you're tracking. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, some, yeah, there's yeah, some yeah, foreshadowing yeah, going yes, on here. Yeah. And then Abram, in turn, gives a tenth. Yeah a tithe mm-hmm. of all the loot they recovered as they rescued yeah. Lot. All right. Let's be honest. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Hebrews 7, I had never made the connection, even though it's directly written mm-hmm. that the writer of Hebrews is saying, Jesus is now what? The perfect high priest because of what happened with Abram. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's, yeah, yeah, I, I, that's cool. <laughs> and I think the actual... Translation of the name Melchizedek is uh, is it King of Righteousness? Oh, I think so. Yeah, there, I, think I, so. I, I, I remember think, looking that yeah, up one time. Yeah, yeah. King but, of wow. Righteousness. But wow, wow, John, wow. you're on to something here. Where okay, like you are, you obviously already knew he, Hebrew seven. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Many people don't. Yeah. But maybe you're reading that passage about Melchizedek. This is what I want to encourage people to do. Like, wow, what? If nothing else, go to Bible Podcast, type in. Mm. and see if a resource comes up. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple That's other good. resources that I go yeah. to. Um, I, just, I think it was today even. Once again, it's in the New Testament when Jesus is talking about blaspheming the Holy Spirit, yes, yes, I'm yeah. like, you know what? I think I know what that means, yeah. but, right. but, but I'm going to go and I'm going to do a little more research. I was just thinking the same thing yeah. today. What I think I know what that means, but what does that mean? Yeah, right. yeah. What do you think it means, right. Donnie? I actually want to go there. Well, I mean, the you, you do have to take the entire context. Yes. And, and, and it's a pretty serious thing to uh, blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And the people who were doing it, the Pharisees— uh, in, in the presence of Jesus, they were obviously attributing Jesus's works of power to Satan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they were saying what he's doing by the power of the Holy Spirit, he's actually doing by the power of Satan. Now, mm. a lot of people maybe do that kind of flippantly and they're not going to be cast out forever. But the critical thing with these leaders, it was also denying his messiahship or mm-hmm. his uh, who he was. Mm-hmm. So there's different layers. Yeah. But it's still a caution. Yeah. Okay. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that reveals Jesus. Yeah. So when you attribute his works to the enemy, right, right. 
that's pretty serious. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. obviously, because he yeah. said, uh, you're going to go. It's unforgivable. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he said it's, it's unforgivable. It's the only unforgivable thing. That's, yeah. that's yeah. a big thing yeah. when you read that. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, we could go on there. Yeah. But I'm just, my encouragement is when you stumble on hard things mm-hmm. yeah. and it's bothering you, well, do a little bit. I mean, yeah. nowadays, just ask. Chat GP or whatever, chat or GPT. AI. Or whatever. It's amazing what Chat yeah. GPT knows. Yeah. I'll just say, I, I, yeah. I even put in Chat GPT like, "Hey, how do I give my life to Jesus?" And then it wrote out a whole bunch of things, and I'm like, "That's pretty good." A new evangel. <laughs> well, yeah. and anyway, I mean, yeah. I have gotten the response quite a few times. We're still learning that. Okay, get with it. Anyway. It is anyway. fascinating what the predictive yeah. AI stuff can do. So yeah. this time around, the commitment I made was because I found myself so regularly reading scripture, but basically glossing over it. Yes. Mm -hmm. I committed to rewriting in my own words the notes from each day. Now, this is not for everyone. It's a big undertaking. Mm -hmm. It's just what I felt like the Lord was calling me into. But what I've been doing is I've been doing it in Google Docs. Mm. And Google Docs gives you a predictive. Yes. It has been filling in the verses for me as I type them. Are you kidding? No. <laughs> wow. wow. I know. So that's AI that's knows the word of yes. God. That's, you heard it here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, for I those bear- of you part of our local church, he's actually posting some of those summaries. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. In, in our community group. Yeah. So you can yeah. check that out. They're great. Yeah, Go to the Facebook uh, Urbana community group. Yep. Yeah. Good. Have you missed a day? <laughs> I have missed a day. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. I That's have okay. also okay. missed a day. But because yeah. of the audio Bible in the YouVersion mm-hmm. app, I've done two days and once because it's easy to go. do. And you could do it at 1.25 speed. Nice. That's great. So you can catch <laughs> and I do just want to clarify. I have not missed a day of reading. I've missed a day of notes. Of notes. Oh, yeah. That's oh, good. That's fun. That's good. That's great. I've missed a day of reading. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, that, that we were talking about the, the, that passage with the Holy Spirit. I also highlighted as well, and and I think it's you know it's 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 good for people to know it's okay to have these questions about yeah. the Bible, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and even in a community like our church community, it's fun to do this together because we can bounce these questions yes. off of each other, and it's important too. That's how you grow. That's how you grow spiritually is asking questions, yes. wrestling with topics, and then. Asking the Holy Spirit to provide insight and clarity, bouncing it off with other pastors, um, different people in the community, super that's important. Good. I mean, that's yeah. that's the wrestle, that's the um, the refining process that the Word does in our lives. So yeah. that's yeah. such a great yeah. point. So I'm going to ask a hard question since I have you three very, very <laughs> smart, Jesus-loving people. No, we yeah. have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Amen. We know the smartest. Yeah, part. we know. <laughs> okay. Here's the question. Uh, in Genesis, we read about these series of lies that Abram, Abraham, and Sarai, Sarah, um, engage in about her being his wife slash brother. And we see over and over that this causes problems. We see that Pharaoh's household is inflicted with mm-hmm. sickness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> later we see um, that Abimelech's household is mm-hmm. um it's, I think scripture says that God caused yeah. the women in their household, their wombs, Wombs. to close up. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we die. I, I've been learning from you <laughs> and from others in our church for decades. Um, we read all scripture through our sunglasses. Yes. Through our, our Jesus Christ, the sunglasses. <laughs> that's that's the lens which we look at. Yeah. And when we also know that God is simply good, mm-hmm. how do you, how do, how do any of us, right. how do we reconcile passages like this? Is it what it looks yeah. like? Well, again, you have to know the context yes. or you get conned. Yes. Ooh. So the the good news is all those wounds open back up. Amen. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's the good news. Now, you also have to realize uh, 
God cannot take a chance with Sarah getting pregnant by some other right. <laughs> non-Israelite. Yeah, right. And so he did what he needed to do. He closed the womb. Now, in the hundreds of different people I've prayed for, for infertility, mm. you'd be probably amazed how many think God has shut up their womb. Mm. And this is where I have to say, no, no, no. Sunglasses put on, looking at it through Jesus, who is the healer, who that he's demonstrating the will of the Father. Absolutely, God's will is children. And all you have to do is just read right. Genesis 1 to know he said, be fruitful and multiply. multiply. Yeah, or right. you read tomorrow's reading. Uh, today's the 18th. Tomorrow, it says in Psalms, you will fill their womb with treasure. Mm. They are satisfied with children and they leave their abundance to their infants. I even have this marked because I was praying for two of my daughters-in-law at one time when I read that, mm. praying for them to get pregnant. And then I have a nice heart here that indicates it happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'm just saying yeah. again, yeah. Uh, and there's more issues, yeah. but yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. I love, I mean, I love all of your response. Yeah. That's yeah. that's wonderful. It strikes me about the context because when I read this, I, I I wanted to go. And so actually one of those resources that you were talking about yeah. is Blue Letter Bible. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Blue and Letter I love Bible. going to Blue Letter. I do Blue, too. Blue Letter Bible has, yep. you just type in, you mm-hmm. know, like, uh, well, in this case, Genesis um, 20. Yeah. And Blue Letter Bible right into Google and it'll bring up like a study guide. And it's basically like a commentary with different, um, yeah. different options for the commentary that you can look at. And what I discovered was, oh, at this point, Sarah has been visited by the three angels, mm-hmm. one of which we know is to be the Lord, promised a child. Yes. We know from elsewhere that the promise is that the lineage of Abraham will be that all people will be blessed. Yes. Okay, so we're starting to get this picture. But now there's this opportunity, like you said, Di, for there to be some question mm-hmm. about the heritage or lineage. Mm-hmm. If Sarah was to have engaged yeah. in sex, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. all of a sudden the whole lineage, the whole plan that God has set up yeah. is now gonna be called yeah. into question. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, now I'm starting to see a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's just it, fascinating. It, it's it, it, At first glance, it looks like something that's not. Right. It, and that is such a good lesson, John, with so much of the Bible is first glance is not enough. Yes. And yes. we absolutely cannot just lift scriptures out of context mm-hmm. and we can't lift them out of the entire story of the Bible. Right. Uh, you know, I say this all the time. All of the Bible is written for us. Not all of the Bible is written to us. Mm. And so that's a really important distinction. Can you expound on that? Well, the the Bible, we know, is obviously two main sections, Old Testament, Old Covenant, New Testament, New Covenant. And all of the Old Testament is written for us. Okay, we we can learn from texts like Mm -hmm. slaughter the animal to shed the blood for our sins. But that's not written to us. Why? Because we live under a new covenant. Guess what? Sealed by the blood shed by mm. Jesus. Come on. Yeah, and so awesome. you you have to always, uh, again, ask, and I would say unequivocally, all of the Old Testament is for us. Mm-hmm. We can learn a lot, but it's, and I was part raised in a faith that took many Old Testament texts. I'll just give you one. In Leviticus, uh, 
a, a woman should not wear men's clothing. And the way that was translated in the faith I was raised is I could never put on a pair of pants. Hmm. Okay. Well, that, first of all, guys didn't even wear pants back then. But secondly, <laughs> um, it, that was written for us in the sense God was giving them instructions mm-hmm. about health and uh, distinguishing themselves as a nation and, and a bunch of other things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, so we're recording this on a Thursday and you're preaching this weekend. Yes, yeah. And I, I believe you're you're covering some of the story some of, of uh, Tamar. Yes, yes. And that, that to me is such a perfect example yeah. of written for us, but not to not us. to us. I'm not called to be a kinsman redeemer because no. Jesus <laughs> has become the perfect representation. That's right, yeah. right. Yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't heard Di's message, go uh, look it up online on our website, January 21st. 21st, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing that story, like, because I often, when I read about Abraham telling all these lies and then why does he keep doing that, saying this is my sister, you know, and there's all all these things about it, it just reminds me of the grace of the Mm -hmm. Lord. Like that God can take imperfect people. And, you know, it also just says, you know, okay, I made mistakes or I had a bad thought or I blew up and did this and realizing I didn't blow it for my life. Like God has a lot of grace and he Mm -hmm. can take our mistakes and our even wrongdoings, turn them around. Obviously, Abraham also repented a lot. Yes. He also directed, you know, back to the Lord when he made a mistake. So I don't know. So I, a lot of that I take from just like, well, wow, the Lord does have so much grace and he can take even mistakes that we made and turn them around for good for his purposes. Amen. The yeah. the lineage of Jesus, yeah, Jesus right. includes exactly. Tamar, Rahab, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, honestly, <laughs> no, it's true. Just it's saying. powerful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, I was going to ask you guys if you have had any experiences so far where as you're reading some of the New Testament readings, mm. uh, which we've largely, we saw mm-hmm. gene- Jesus's genealogy. We've seen, we met John the Baptist so far. Uh, we've heard Jesus's Sermon on the Mounts. Has anything stood out to you? Have you felt like, wow, something about me has been transformed as I read the words that Jesus has said? Well, I... I, I love the Sermon on the Mount. You know, mm. I think I think that 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 those verses, those few um, chapters there, are so important for us as believers to model the life of Christ. I mean, as as even if you think of discipleship, I think those embody discipleship. Yeah. And um, growing as as sons and daughters, hmm. getting the Sermon on the Mount inside of us, I think is incredibly important. I always love reading that. It's yeah. just a great reminder. Um, for me. So, I mean, that's just one that quickly just steps out to me. Yeah. I think the, I know every time I've read the Sermon on the Mount, I've been like, man, this sounds impossible. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know, because it's It's like, it's supposed to, it's supposed to, (laughs) you know, Jesus is setting a pretty high standard. Like, and I've often thought, wow, Lord, you are really, you, you know, you're kind of turning things up uh-huh. like the level so that we actually realize we can't do it without yeah. your help yes. and without what you're about to do, you know? Yeah. And yeah. That's like, what it means. It's like the of. exact opposite of like what culture is. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a big challenge, Yeah, um, but it produces fruit. Mm-hmm. I know Matthew 6 is really Matthew foundational six, for you. Yes, uh, but there's, this is the cool thing about reading it over and over and over again. 
the Lord highlights mm. different yeah, things. Mm. And uh, this time, uh, <laughs> what did I, I mark? I think it had to do coming off the prayer with the whole issue of forgiveness. Yeah. And um, again, I've read it many times, but I was struggling with a um, specific relationship and just saw again, I'm looking back where I had it marked. Um, uh, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. Now, again, you have to take that in context. Mm-hmm, I know right. all my sins are forgiven. Right. So I have to understand what he's actually saying to me is don't let any kind of unforgiveness clog my relationship with the Lord. Mm, And I don't want my relationship clogged because I have a lot of prayers I need answered and I need a lot of things I need to talk with him about. And so uh, it's just was a good time to just say, okay, here you go. I I, I received the ability from the Holy Spirit to forgive, yeah. and I 100% forgive. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's really and, and again, another reminder, the surface level glance reading mm-hmm. may not be what it seems exactly. like. Exactly. Yeah. I've, I've really been, uh, imp- this has been impressed upon me lately by the Lord. It's this shared history with him that seems more meaningful yeah. than just checking off the day's reading. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. It's yeah. yes. like this this time yes. spent, like it's this daily rhythm that makes it something where, oh, now I'm starting to to digest your word, God. It's yes. becoming part of me. Yes. And it's not just, hey, I can quip off a couple verses. No, that's, that's good. I love that. I mean, think about it. You Even with one of your Bible, it's like, oh, I have to get through all this stuff today. But what if the Holy Spirit highlights something in the first, you know, few passages you just sit That's there, okay. sit yeah, there. Yeah, you can't get past let, it. Yeah, yeah. Let, the, let the Holy Spirit speak to you, reread mm. the verses, process them, pray them even. Mm. I mean, that's how you build history with God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, not, it's not just checking boxes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but we've all, we all do it. We've yeah. all done yeah, it before. Totally. Yes. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, if I, if I was late to reading something, I'll just mm-hmm. like play it and listen to it, you know. But, um, but no, that's, that's really good. important. That's building history with God. That's incredibly important. Well, I know, John, you and I, I think, have talked about this too. And you just mentioned <clears throat> the... I can find myself kind of going on automatic. Yeah. yeah. And I am a speed reader. Mm. And so what that means is you read in chunks and you skip things. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I know this about myself. But last year I made a decision. I was choosing my word for the year, which I always choose a word or a phrase. I write it in the uh, uh, opening pages of my Bible. And uh, that's my word for the year. And last year, it was the word all. Mm-hmm. You will be shocked how much the word all is used in the Bible. Wow. Mm. And in absolutely stunning ways. I mean, mm. not to mention all our sins forgiven, yeah, all, yeah, our yeah. Sicknesses, right. all of our sicknesses, love yeah. the Lord with all your heart. All your heart. Yeah. No, those, those are the ones we know. And so what I did, it slowed me down because we're, I was determined to circle oh, the word hmm. all. Yeah. Word yeah. In, in all, in all of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's really cool. I know. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, because God cares about all the details of our life, right? Yes. Every detail. Yes. And he doesn't want us to overlook all any of the them. the hairs on your head. Yeah. Yeah. Something, something, all scriptures. <laughs> something, yeah. Mm. Oh, there we go. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so, so we've, we've talked a little bit about the reading so far in Genesis. We've mm. talked some of Matthew. What have you guys thought about mm. Proverbs and Psalms so far? I love the Psalms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Psalms are a prayer book to me. Mm-hmm. And you have to make your way through Psalms because half the Psalm you're beating people up and, and, and <laughs> <laughs> calling for God's vengeance. But uh, I read them very slowly. Um, a paper book mentor of mine, uh, those are the people whose memoirs I read, but who I don't really know, is Eugene Peterson. Mm. And he spent, I think, an hour a day on his knees Mm. praying the Psalms. And that has impacted me. I don't pray an hour a day, and I'm not on my knees. But I have learned to use the Psalms as a way to commune with God in prayer. That's beautiful. Yeah. 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 How about you, Daniel? I think what's just been striking me again by— Reading the Psalms like every day is the honesty, the honesty of the writer, you know, here's what I'm feeling, but here's who God is, how to like take agony, but then redirect Mm. it to a prayer. And so I think the Psalms do that really well. And then I think I, you know, here we're in an election year, there's kind of a lot of political chaos. And I, I think I'm, I've just been reinvigorated that the Lord knows and this mm-hmm. this word is timeless yeah. mm-hmm. and some of the things like the, the nations will yes. gloat and yes. boast about you know and I'm just like okay Lord you you know mm-hmm. yeah. you know what's going on right now and this yeah. word is living it's alive it wasn't just written thousands of years ago it's meant for today and we can learn from it and I think it just reinvigorated to me it's like good. the Lord knows what's happening yeah. and we can trust in him and a lot of these Psalms are just prayers of what to do in the midst of turmoil. Yeah, you know, a lot of them they're they're in captivity and all that. So yes. that is really just spoken to my spirit. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, and similarly, I've well, one, I didn't, I hadn't really put together just how much. So so far, we've only been really reading Psalms of David. Mm-hmm. I haven't, I hadn't put together that many of the things he's talking about are actually referenced earlier. Mm-hmm in the story of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so he's writing about experiences that you can read about elsewhere. Yeah. Often. yeah. Uh, but the second thing I was captured by exactly what you talked about, how often David talks about the nations. Mm-hmm. And it really is this, I, I, I keep getting this sense of, Lord, you are above mm. all the nations of the earth. And yeah, they yeah. may rebel, they may right. um, not, not submit to your kingship, but if there's nothing else I, David, am going to do, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, you are my Lord. You are my shield. Yeah. You are um, it's so good. You are God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's amazing. That's incredible. I think also, too, just like we just mentioned, I love praying the Psalms as well. And one thing it really does for me is, you know, thinking about, I mean, they're covered with thankfulness and yes. praise to God. And, and it's sometimes if you don't know what to pray, you don't know what to say yes. in your prayers, you can grab a psalm. And thank the Lord. Read yes. it in a, in a posture of thankfulness, and that will connect you to the Holy Spirit. I mean, we enter His courts with thanksgiving and yes. rejoicing. And so the presence of God, I mean, the Lord loves when we thank Him and adore Him. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's what I love using the Psalms for. I mean, thanking, praising, um, praying. It's just, it's a great tool to pray, honestly. Well, it gives us hope. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, I, I just think if I look at the world, I, I get hopeless mm-hmm. pretty easily yeah. in looking at the news. But like, 
even thanking God for who he is, like we know, okay, you are this. Yeah. Like I, I feel, okay, I'm a little more hopeful about my day and what's happening in our nation. Yes. You know, yes. like yes. I think that's awesome. Well, yes. Often, in many of them, you're following the emotional and spiritual journey that David's going on. Right. Of this, yes. arguably this place of hopelessness or totally. of persecution or deep sadness and anger. Yeah. And then almost always by the end of the Psalm, you see this shift, yeah. this place of worship and of praise. Yeah, and then it's like, how many times have you been hopeless or you've been down? Yeah. You can put yourself right in that same spot David was in and, and pray those prayers as yeah, he did. I think that, that changes the game. It does. It really does. Okay, we are one-twelfth of the way, roughly, not, not even mm-hmm. one-twelfth, but we're getting close to one-twelfth yep. of the way through the year, which means we're one-twelfth of the way through the Bible. Before we close out, what is something you're hoping for or expecting for this year as you continue to read the one-year Bible? Every day. Well, not to play off our message series title, but I am expecting to be further transformed by the truth Mm -hmm. that I'm encountering. And I'm so aware truth is under all kinds of fire and uh, uh, in our culture. And I want to be a living example that God's truth transforms. And so I'm I'm looking for that in new and fresh ways and not satisfied with where I am. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. I I mean, I, I I love the Bible. It's I mean, we're in a season of transformation even as a church. I mean, God's word will transform your life. And I was I came across a quote by Charles Spurgeon. Um, it said uh, visit many books, but live in the Bible. <laughs> All human books grow stale over t- over a time. But with the word of God, the desire to study it increases. Hmm. And so it just got me thinking like the more time we spend in God's word, the desire for more of God and more of his word, it just increases. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's kind of been on my heart lately is I want to continue to fall in love with the word of God. Yeah. And there's so many layers to scripture too. I mean, we can't exhaust the Bible. You can't just, mm-hmm. you can't just read it and be like, okay, I'm all done. There's more and more yes. and more. And I think that's kind of, to answer the question, that's where I'm at. Hmm. Love it. Yeah. For, I'm very similar to you, Hutch. I, um, this year, I've thought about, so I've been married 12 years to my mm-hmm. incredible wife, Brittany. And I thought about how truly, I know there's a song that says these words, but I love her more than I did mm-hmm. when I married her yes. and, or even last yes. year or the year before. And for me, I'm such an information person. So I don't want to confuse this, but it's like, how could I expect to love her if I don't actually know her? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I've, I've had that realization about God a little bit more deeply this mm-hmm. year. And so this is what I'm hoping for this year is that as I come to know more of God's character, his actions, that shared history, his words, my hope and my expectation is that Jesus being my prize mm-hmm. will feel um, even more satisfying than ever yeah. before. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I think for me, I, you know, I want to be more influenced by his word Mm -hmm. than I am with what's happening in the culture. Yes. And I I think I, you know, I I deleted a couple social media apps, but I kept (laughs) one, uh, Twitter or X, and mostly because I think, you know, it's supposed to be more free speech stuff and they're not going to, you know, I don't know if that's totally true, but what I find myself doing is scrolling, scrolling, scrolling and 
a lot of it's negative, you know, content. And just even just last night, I was like scrolling through it and I I sensed like right in my spirit, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you need to be doing this more with my word and being more influenced by my word than what's happening here. And I I took that. So I think... Yeah, I want to be more influenced by the hope that's found yeah, right. in here and the transformation and that he does have an answer to every problem. Yes. And it starts with his word. It comes, the foundation comes from it. And so I want to be more influenced by him than social media and the news and all that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. wonderful. Great. Yeah. 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 All I right. Mean, I just want one last thing. I want to encourage, well, at least all of our pastors, but mm. anyone else who would want to join in. Yeah. I have committed to daily, it's just a short prayer. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to be an incredible revealer of truth as each person mm-hmm. in our church family opens the word or listens to the word. And I just feel like he's going to honor our prayers. 100%. Yeah. That I, I want to be praying for one another that yeah. we encounter the living Lord and the living word every day. Yeah. yeah. Could you just pray yeah. that yeah, over I everybody? Yeah. Before you listening. pray that, I want yeah. to give just a little yeah. closing remarks. Okay. Then you're going to pray us out for yeah. everyone that's listening. Yes. If you are listening to this and you're a part of our church and you haven't already made the decision to read the one-year Bible, I want to tell you it's not too late. No. Uh, today's only the 18th day. A lot has happened, but a <laughs> lot more is going to happen. And you can always go back and yeah. reread it. Mm-hmm. My encouragement to you, it's more important to create a daily rhythm with our Lord than it is to check off the boxes. So you can make the commitment today. Uh, We will have physical Bibles still that you can pick up like uh, John and I have, or you can just grab your phone, whether it's Android or iPhone and do the YouVersion Bible app, find the Vineyard Church, set it as your preferred church, set our plan, which is the one-year Bible plan as your preferred plan and just start reading. Mm -hmm. Invite the Holy Spirit and start reading. All right, never too late. Guy, would you close us out? Yes, I never want to overpromise and underdeliver but here i'm trusting the lord to deliver yeah, for yeah. people so uh, father i know how how pleased you are that we are opening your word we're listening to your word we're doing this as a family and i am asking i am asking that each day because you know our needs even before we ask each day, you you reveal some truth, some highlight, some insight that brings fresh faith, fresh love, fresh hope to each one. Yes. And Lord, I ask, Holy Spirit, do what we can't do. Yeah, breathe on your word. Mm-hmm. Make it alive, sharper than a two-edged sword, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you all for joining us. Yeah. Uh, you can find more resources, tvc.us slash resources. Join with us on the one-year Bible plan. Yeah. Listen to the messages. Excited to be on this journey together. Amen.